This is my conversation with Richard. He's a artist that makes sculptures out of lots of different things. He's a really interesting person and we sat down in his studio art gallery in a wee mall in Whangarei and this is our conversation. I hope you enjoy. She's got a knitting needle. Oh, not a sailor in bed. <laughs> You're dreaming. And Perhaps there's a story to them. Maybe she becomes sort of she's gone Scottish to, to the Marines. Like these two are linked. Both the cups are linked. I think so. Sorry. Tipped into each other. That's right. Clinked. Yeah. So, we're sitting beside your um, artwork, Richard, and I feel like I can't ignore that. What piece is feeling the most alive for you at the moment? Hmm. Well, the inanimate. Um, life is in the beholder, and I don't... If I was to answer that, in the manner that you said it, I would probably think the woman who's gathering herself from the start, from the cosmos, the sky, she's kind of pulling in her own skin from above. Everyone asks what they're made of, you see, so I decided to put the material um, as a as a material, as a physical object. Mm. It's pretty hard to. Describe can, it, you know. Can you say what it's made out of? The strength is wires, and then the surface is masking tape. And there might be about 12 rolls on that one. Um, and a lot left on the floor because I, there's a lot of scale changes to accentuate parts that made her a bit more believable, real. Yeah. Like doing what I needed her to do. And that is to rise above her vulnerability. And she's almost like on a cloud. Yeah. Almost that way. And then pulling in another masking tape from the sky. Oh, she is pulling in another masking tape. 
She's got three on her wrist. She's already got a stack of them. And it's her skin. Yeah. There's lots of layers there. There are. Yeah. Yesterday I talked to someone about it and I said it would be like looking at a tree and being able to pull in the material of the tree yeah. to enrich yourself or to be more, uh, have more reality to oneself. And not necessarily the physical material of the tree. No, not the bark. No. Though, beyond that, it's, it's um, we, we probably choose our own concept of what is a tree. Like, it's um, subjective. <laughs> you can go there if you want. What's a tree, Millie? When you really need one? It depends what... what I need in the moment. What's the most recent tree? That I've needed. Yeah. The most... Um, intimate tree moment that's coming to my mind which I haven't <laughs> spoken about which was a week or so ago was deep in the forest and I felt the forest pushing me in closer to myself just I was going out into the forest into the bush like feeling like I was running away from something or yeah something like that and the further I went into the forest the more I felt myself coming back into me and I remember circling around a tree and sort of just brushing my fingertips against it one tree and it just pulled me in closer and closer until I was right up against it and I could give it put my lips on its bark and it was energetic, it wasn't a physical gesture and I got a lot from that tree. It's odd how we can be in a forest and feel like we're alone or like we are the only with solitary mm. and when I'm thinking of the art that we talked about because she's also come from a place where she's left things behind, like we all have left things behind. It's actually, because all of her universe is tape. You know, if, if there was no tape to that artwork, there would be no, nothing to look at, the wires left. Um, so she's running, she's like leaving a, a strand of tape wherever she goes, so she's getting weak. And she's probably looking for her tree, looking for her tape that helps her rebuild. So. Was there something special about that tree? That, did you know? No, and it wasn't even a significant looking tree or a significant type of tree. It just pulled me, wound me around it. Mm -hmm. could, you have, did, could you have stayed there? Is there a bit of you still there? Could you have lasted and stayed there forever and ever? Is there a bit of me still there or is there a bit of the tree with me now? Okay. Well, the, I would, words have as we can, we can rely on words as much as we can rely on this chair holding us up <laughs> or on gravity. 
so I think there is just a little bit of it with us because look how far we're travelling with it that word that's right words words sometimes words do have a limit there's only so far a word can go I know medicine is looking into the placebo effect right so in Chinese medicine the placebo is quite a it's almost a, um, a part of the therapy they're quite happy to put put it into the um, give the patient belief oh like I don't know I'll just put a spoonful of placebo in here <laughs> yeah in a way yeah and where were you going to go with that well where were we I forgot we were talking about the power of a word we were and it stemmed from this deep feeling that um, words weren't quite meeting the thing that we were trying to explain mm-hmm. and then the placebo came into it and I think that you were getting to the point that the placebo is a powerful physical thing that Western medicine disregards as an annoying thing that gets in the way of experiments but Chinese medicine uses it as part of the medicine mm. and whether what I felt with that tree was real or placebo it doesn't matter because it's still the medicine mm-hmm. that's the circle I sense you're moving in uh, I think it is because the, the power the identity that we are most protective of may not be like we all know we get wrinkled and our moles grow you know very very few things go backwards or reduce so we get used to the shapes that we grow into and but we seem to be more consciously practicing the almost the drama of our mind and, and trying to weave it to, to tie it all up hopefully there's I mean, I, mean, there, I mean the reason I talked about Chinese medicine was because that's what I was reading last night yeah. unbeknown and um, unknowingly preparing for this talk right so and you brought it in yeah floated it in <laughs> see if it popped or not popped like in a in a, in a generative regenerative way not popped as in Popped is a good thing, like sick. Popped it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm wondering how um, an artwork, because this artwork that you speak about, this woman, does, does it have a name? Does... No, no, I haven't called her anything. No. Wild woman? Wild woman archetype? She was called Nymph of the Forest for a while yeah, by somebody go. else. wild nymph yeah but then you can get I mean it can start to lose the structure when, when people talk about art like it's okay for some people just to sit at the beach and, and, and not think of H2O 
på yeah, de andre. Ja, yeah, yeah. no, det makes sense. It's to sit at the beach and feel the yeah. whole experience and not have to Be talk about sitting at the beach. It's so much more powerful. Mm. And my question about this nameless thing that you've created was, what does it feel like right at the beginning of an artwork? Does it have um, a form all the way at the beginning? What does it whisper right at the start? I guess the start would be gathering the material. Um, and there is a sense when I have perhaps uh, material I haven't used before that I'm going to go in a place that is unknown and un, um, not frequently visited. Um, so there is a sense that I'm up to my neck in it and have I got the skill to breathe up there or do I have to wait for a while before I use them? I mean I, I don't use everything I have so I select before I put things together. Select mm -hmm. material? Yeah. yeah. Um, so if I was starting a work from scratch then even that, you know, I probably create a wound, I probably have to fix myself, I probably have to learn, I probably have to know that I'm going to go through a bit of trauma and it's not a game, it's not going to be a, a riddle that I just figure out and clap my hands, it's quite, it's a manifestation and I will do look for my tree. I will look for my um, vortex. Is there a current? What's a vortex? An energetic, and I feel it spirals, pulls, pulls into and spits you out. And does takes you for a ride. Okay, Dorothy, does it go in? <laughs> do you know where you go with it? Can you choose your path or? Can you choose your path? How much of it is conscious direction and how much of it is surrender to? Mm -hmm. Well, with the art, I control the speed or I know how, except when I'm in a destructive phase where I'm trying to um, forget <laughs> and pull parts away that I'm not in control of. Is that during the process of making art, or is that in your life? Oh, that's much that. That's that's almost what I value that in artists the most is how how they can let go of what they've done <laughs> and let no one know about it. Yeah, there is. And what did that feel like? I'm still feeling it. It's not... It, you know, but it's a... I can't use a word that's used in parlance already, like tragedy or anything that's got a better... A, a 
bit of mental shift when you say it, but the idea is a bit heartbreaking, it's a bit annoying at times, because, you know, what would... But it's a surrendering too. It's just the part that makes me um, come to terms with death a bit better, because it is a living with a, a deceased object. It's not able to come back. It's not able to... I mean, I can hear it still. I can see it still. I can, I can think of where I was going with it. But the sudden end or the sudden... You know, I just can't turn to it. Yeah. I was wondering, um, earlier you spoke about it being tra- a trauma to go through the... or a, a sense of feeling traumatic to produce artwork. And I was wondering if right at the start before you go you have a surfacing of a pain or a wound or trauma already in you that needs space to heal and that from that is where your art comes from and the pain that you feel in creating the art is you healing consciously holding what you already what already hurts in you. That makes me wonder how vulnerable you believe artists are willing to be. You know, I mean, that's an optimal capacity, completely open to all things that are in front of us, but do you think artists are able to stay vulnerable for that long? I think there's a misunderstanding that trauma and pain and wounds have to be deeply, like, existential and unfathomable or, like, really obvious and screaming. But I don't think they do. I think they can be small tears at our heart that are just like, why is the world that way? Like, that's not right. And a little something could spring from that. Out of masking tape. Well, in that, ordering it that way, I I, I kind of do think that there is a need to overcome myself or to to get inside the bowl of fruit or the nude or the, the landscape, the setting sun, and be able to hold it, treasure it, yeah, to actually retain it for as long as possible. I mean, masking tape, the reason I use it is because in five years it will disintegrate, right? There won't be a lot of um, factory white left on it. The, the glue will have come through and there will be alterations. and There will be some beautiful patina that came out of the carbon dioxide in the air. And climate starting to it will be different in a museum in a steady environment but because I'm still throw, I'm still travelling with them yeah. bending them around the car seats or on the roof and they always have a that they, they come they distance themselves from me quite quickly it's like which is why I like death as a topic, but we don't have to go there. But I do like the idea of um, 
disappearing. I would really like to go there, if you're willing to go there. Well, the only, oh, do you really want to, or do you just... I do. I feel it's essential, and we push it away too much. Yes, let's drink some tea before we go down there. Mm-hmm, or up there. Or up, yeah, good. Use the ladder in some way. Mm, good flavour. Amazing. Have you always been aware that um, death and decay is important to your work? I think I have. Not just my work though. The floral arrangers, the bakers, anybody that creates or I mean, they let it fall, they let it turn into someone else. Or a musician, I mean are they singing a song for the last time? Not pop, I'm very critical on the industry but the you know the Bob Marleys and the Jim Morrisons and the Janis Joplin's the ones that may never get to the microphone again and they've got their heart revealed and thank jar that it's been recorded and all we have to do now is we can't even put ourselves into their into their shirt but we can feel like we're there or we've gone there with them and I can't I don't. I'm I'm really a bit worried that other people are forgetting the performer. Mm. Um, that the other people are forgetting the deaths that may be in play. You mean the physical deaths, people that have physically died? Spiritual death. Spirit. Yeah. 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 The whole the idea that the. Um, it may, may be left on the table. It may not come back. And you feel scared that people are commoditizing that or bypassing it or not seeing? Not seeing. Not seeing. Not, not interseeing it. Um. How does death and rebirth show up in your life? In rebirth, okay, so that's going to, it's coming to repeat. Um, yeah, I've got the image of the phoenix in my mind at the moment. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's somewhere that you can go. Hmm. Hmm, okay. It used to a lot more than it does now. It's sort of a habit that's... Not given, I'm not cultivated it well in the last couple of years. Mm. I've been working on the same projects for that long, so yeah. going to the mill to so to get bread from grist or something like that. It's it's, mm. it's a different. It hasn't been done for a while with me. I've been just trying to get to the end of a line.
do you feel like this is the longest stretch of time that you've been without some sort of death? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Been a long time. I don't know why I haven't been able to complete things. Do you, feel, do you feel that that's where the... Well, to me, it seems that this type of death is important to you and it's not a um, death that we're used to talking about. It's more of a... more of a rasping away or a letting burn or like a, a melting of some part some part of you that allows something else to come through is that something else waiting does it have a patience that is greater than my perseverance at holding it away yeah, I wonder if that's something you come up against, like a, a clinging on to life and not allowing uh -huh. those things to rot away that want to rot away. Is that something that's come into your... Mm, it's like, it, it kind of it, is it the sense that I am trying to show other people that we don't have to, like... Um, I want to use, like, use the analogy of our origami page, just getting smaller and smaller, refolding on itself again and again and again. Yeah, go. Um, it doesn't really... Maybe the method is wrong. Maybe I'm applying the wrong method, so I'm not going to end up with a, an animal, but it might end up... Something uh, more mathematical. Yeah, a totally different form. Yeah. And but I sense that you're getting at something else, which is about like repeating the same action over and over, rather than on the same piece of paper, hoping that it will turn into a beautiful mm -hmm. paper sculpture, when really it just needs a match set, setting to it and a fresh medium born. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds violent. Set it ablaze. <laughs> so is that where rebirth might have, have a, a, a wonderful appearance in our life when we think that we have lost it and then all the parts come together again? Yeah. Or the parts were never set. Completely distangled, yeah. unentangled, and yeah, mm, not sure. <laughs> Those parts were never <laughs> like they were always there. Do you mean we weren't looking at them the right way? Makes me think of how much power we we believe we might have. Like we're being told now we have the power positively influence our climate to reduce mm. the damage eventually in 50 years when it you know but we're also told we have when we're talking about the placebo we have the power to heal ourselves without any external um, 
events. Mm. I mean, we have a little bit of power. This is this is um, an interesting line because I sense. I remember a story of a village or a culture. I have no idea where, what time frame it came from or what, when. I don't even know if it's real, but of this village that would set fire to everything every 50 years and build from the scraps. Mm-hmm. And there's something about that that makes me smile and excited. Mm-hmm. And there's some powerful wisdom there, which I feel our collective culture shies away from this perpetual sugar high that we push ourselves on and don't allow any space for real deep deaths like spiritual deaths emotional deaths and personality deaths and allowing the rebirthing through and we're just accumulating so much rot and rubbish and wastage because we, we can't look away from from producing and producing in this high output and it seems like our concept of ownership is in possessions it's not in the damages mm-hmm. and that village seems to be owning the responsibility of things being taken away and they say we might actually you know, take a chance to beat you to it or do it with you or yeah. learn what you're up to yeah it's being putting it inside them putting it inside them the knowledge the capability of the of Kali the destroyer yeah is that who it is I think so sometimes I get them blurred but I I don't often get the mistake done twice in a row so hopefully I've corrected my I think you have. My memory is Kali is the goddess of the underworld, like the deep, feminine, dark love, which is innately destructive and can hold death and rebirth. Yeah, and she wears, she wears skulls around her. Of her victims? Perhaps. Oh yeah. Symbolising her capacity. Her past life, maybe her own reincarnated skulls. Yeah. I mean, if I was to reincarnate, I'd probably go around looking for pieces of me I left behind. Mm-hmm. Have you got a sense of the pieces you've left behind? No, I don't actually. I know that's a fair question, but I'm I'm still on struggle street. Actually, that's a really good, cool point. Like, thinking of the goddess having died, having lived physically, and now she's energetically gone. Mm. But she's learned so many lessons throughout and has collected all those bits and is here to serve. And I wonder if these... People confuse my mask and tape works with bone, right? They, they'll say, is it ivory? Is it bone? Is it, doesn't look, you know, and I try and age them to accelerate their meaning, maybe, or their loss of creatorial, <laughs> the maker. So maybe these are my skulls. Maybe these are your skulls, your skeletons. And they're not in the closet. No, <laughs> they're in the, 
in the mall. Yeah. <laughs> Opposite the sex shop. Yeah, okay, where are you going with that? <laughs> we don't need to go any further with that. Just thought I'd point it out. It's an observation pointed out. <laughs> I think it's quite a beautiful juxtaposition of life. Yeah. Cheers. I don't think if I've ever done it. If I've ever left a sculpture or a painting of a skull as part of my output, have I ever done that? I know it's 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 common. Yeah. You know, who doesn't have a tattoo of a skull on their, you know, to resemble a love lost or a family member gone, or a part of themselves that. Yeah, that didn't go so well. <laughs> <laughs> that had to be the accident mm. behind. <laughs> but then I, yeah, so instead of showing skulls as death, uh, as an imprint of death, I have gone straight to the death. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm just showing it as death. It's, the world is death. It's yeah. Gotta watch it for a while. I don't know. Does it not disturb you? It doesn't disturb me. It calms me and it makes me feel held. Like, yeah, this is how it works. And because I see in your sculptures a lot of movement in life and that under underworld tone as well. Like that one over there of the sailing ship. And the whale under the water. Yes. That's powerful to me. Not just you. No. No. That was the work that was seen yesterday by a, a frail woman. Yeah. Younger than she looked. Um, she, she saw something in it that made it almost her piece. You know, she, she, she would have got solace and, and she wanted to know things about how she could get it. Yeah. I think her words were, how much is it? Mm. So I couldn't answer her properly. And she said she may be back over summer. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I'm interested that you see something in it because I'm. it won't be what she saw in it. But death was part of her, or the no, the the current to death is something she saw in it. Yeah. It's not maybe the underworld is a place that I've in event I've accidentally put in it because I never thought of it as a separation between us and a place that we didn't feel comfortable, we, I just thought of it as a, like a stirred up, chaotic realm, yeah. but a veil, not a, oh. not a place you last in. Well I get the sense a stirred up place is, sounds innately underworld to me, and I get the sense we dip in and out of it, that it's not somewhere that we spend a lot of time, and so 
so it makes me feel that perhaps that's exactly what you're tapping into. Have I explored it deeply enough for your questions? No, to Is be valid. Is there more that you'd like to say? Is there more that's needed to be confronted? I mean, you bounce in and out of your underworld by the sound of it. You, you... Oh, oh yeah. Yeah? Okay. That's a fair reflection. Do you leave bits of you down there? escape without leaving a mark. Yeah. It feels important to learn from that place in that space. And I feel I come out changed after I've spent some time there. I don't know if that intrinsically means I've left part of me down there. Well maybe I do. Maybe I leave part of me that doesn't need to come further with me. Leave it in the belly of the whale, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. I wonder then if, if we're able to go places that don't see or don't notice us, if we're actually there. If the place doesn't notice us. Mm. <laughs> you want to say more about that? I mean. I mean, a lot of people have, um, <laughs> they have a, a belief in heaven and that's where the best parts of their memory history may divide from the worst parts and it's, it's sugar without rot. It's all a great... And, that's what they accept sort of like a step up from believing in Samus or in I mean everything is that though everything's on that scale I think you know we're on the spectrum I mean what's real about for you is totally not conveyable to me. How are we together? Yeah. Myr is the gallery name. And trying to find that element that aligns people for a while is is why I chose, well actually is why Merck became the name. Someone else's, Zara's lovely idea. Um, and I mean, maybe there is a smell or you know, a, a sound that gives us common ground. Do you think you've... Or a, a field, an energetic field. Like the word alignment to me isn't about it being a physical sense, it's more of a 
alignment can happen on different levels? Yes, it can. Mm. I did, I still have curiosity about, can you go to a place, were you really there if the place didn't see you? Is that what you Yeah, said? but didn't notice you. Yeah, didn't notice. Does the place. The reason I'm curious is because I feel as I walk around the hospital during the day as my job that I'm not, the place doesn't notice me. I feel like I'm nobody. I feel that I can do the work that I need to do without any sort of full presence. And so am I really there? And if I'm not really there, then where am I? When you were going through those, say maybe transitions between one room and the other, or, or where you have to be from where you have, have to have been, do you have an emotional change? Because I think emotions create an energy that emit and irradiate. I think pre, uh, anything that you put out consciously or unconsciously has the ability to, to turn flowers towards you or to make things change colour. So. Do you, or are you really disliking the hospital that you're trying just to hold it, hold on? That's a really good line to explore, and I might do that over the next few days. See what the flowers and the visitors do, how long they last. Yeah, see what the, see if there can be a change in the flowers orientation if I can pull myself there that is or maybe I don't need to be there maybe there's some protective mechanism going on that keeps, keeps my distance from it well I would need to crank up my protective mechanism because you have a lot of fight involved in what you do, so I yeah. regard that as some really top quality challenges. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. And having a nice walk to Cape, to up, up north will be lovely to see what an alternative, well, how, how your challenges are met up there. Well, that's right, completely different context, completely different environment. Break a leg. I mean, have fun. It'll be great. I <laughs> Just mean, let that slip out. <laughs> nature will. Well, for me, I love enjoy. having these conversations, and I don't feel like it needs to have a icing on the top. I feel like the guts of the conversation is enough to feed my soul, even when it goes to dark places. Yeah. Yeah, I'm there for that kind of thing. Because it feels really rebellious on some level and really like owning human, my own human experience. And that's all I've got. That's all we've got is our human experience.